Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sonic Collective's pick for September 2018. Uh, this is Scott with Scott and Darren and Alan. Hi, everybody. The, uh, Hello. the pick this month was the Mark, Tom, and Travis show by Blink182. Uh, it was recorded hey, November. I do the full title. What? Yeah. Oh, no. Did I, did I shorthand it? The Mark, Tom, and Travis show. The enema strikes back. Sorry, sorry, Before everyone. I, I, hey, if we're gonna, you got to start this one. I think by being, I, like the enema strikes back. I offer my resignation in, in shame. Should you start over? No, you so, No, that's fine. People can know I'm a mess up like that. So, <laughs> uh, I'm not getting paid for this. So this is what you get. Uh, recorded November 4th and 5th, 1999, from two shows in San Francisco, uh, from the Loser Kids tour that they had. It was their first big stadium tour. Uh, what I liked about this uh, kind of lines up with what a reviewer, Melody Maker, observed, that it ob- obeys the first three laws of rock. That it's to have a good time, maintain the generation gap, and keep it simple. Uh, going in, what I was really hoping for was three things kind of along the same line. Uh, I wanted something that was really aggressive, had pop punk type songs on it, uh, lots of audience interaction and participation, so that live element really came through. Uh, and I wanted a trip down memory lane. This is right in there when they talk about generation gap. This is my generation. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to reserve my thoughts for a little later on. I'm going to pass it over to Darren and uh see what he thought sure man yeah um yeah this uh, this was interesting i would never heard of it i had no idea this existed when you pick it i yeah i was intrigued i i, I gotta admit i like blink 182 i think uh remember when they came out i yeah, i mean they were a little you know it's kind of uh power punk or pop punk a little bit but but fun and fast and i, and I like that and i think i've always said that i, I really i'm into you know up-tempo music so I, i've always liked blink 182 um, and, and there's some great songs. I really like Dumpweed. Uh, that was good. And, uh, and I mean, there's a few, all the small things and a few classics on there. And they actually sound pretty good. I got to admit, uh, a lot of this, they play pretty good. Yep. Um, the songs and, and, and like that. Um, but I got to admit, I, I really struggle getting through this album and this is going to sound crazy coming from me for the people that know me. I'm pretty immature, <laughs> but I cannot, I could not get over how stupid uh, ridiculous they were in the, the chatting <laughs> between like it was just like it was just too much it was like boobies ha 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 and I mean this they, is they, certain. I up, they would have been like 23 23 and I think Mark was 26 at the time um, but it was just like okay I get you're in your early 20s and that's kind of your thing but like couldn't they they needed to hire a writer or something I just I don't know I, I really struggled with it I was like <laughs> I really like this band you know what? I think this is the first album I ever listened to that I was like, I like the band and I like them less by the end of it. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, annoying. So for me, I, like, I appreciated the music and, and the songs were still played pretty well and, and the hits are there. But if you just cut out the talking, I, I think it'd be better off, which considering this is a live album music round is kind of. <laughs> against that. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. We can come back to my scores and stuff, but I don't know, uh, Alan, what do you think? Um, first of all, <laughs> the, 
How many how many tracks were on this thing? Like 48, 49? Like re- including yeah. like the little voice samples at the end? Yeah. It was like 50 yeah. or something so like that. It, it felt like a slug. I was not able to get through the whole thing in one. I felt like it was a Lord of the Rings marathon situation. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to echo Darren's sentiment to a degree. Um, I've always kind of had an issue when it came to live albums with just a little bit too much back and forth with the audience. I think that's one of those things where like, it's probably a lot, a lot more of a positive experience if you're there. Um, that being said, uh, my mental age is like 12. So <laughs> some of the skits were pretty funny. Uh, some, of the, some of the throwaway songs, like the, uh, the blowjob song. Oh, in the family reunion, I'll give him that one. Though. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I, I can't fault him for that shit. That's good shit. Um, I've always kind of been a fan of Blink-182, so when I saw that this was the pick this month, I was actually really stoked. Um, so I knew a lot of the, uh, the songs going in, and I thought that uh, some of the live versions were actually better. Um, and like, It's like a fresh take on a familiar song. Like because they were playing you know, them faster like, and stuff? Or? Not necessarily even faster, but... So like Adam's song came to mind. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a slow and sort of a sad song, in fact. But just the way they play the instruments, the way they harmonize, the way they intonate was just a little bit different than uh, what you come to expect from like hearing it over and over, you know, on on the radio or on their albums, like the the studio recordings. So um, I kind of appreciated that, and that's one of the things I like the most about live albums is like. It's the same song, you know the song, you're familiar with the song, but it's always just a little bit different. And so maybe, maybe it's the way they go up instead of down on a certain part, or you know, they, the guitar sounds just a little bit different. There's just a little bit more nuance to it, um, and so that's what I really appreciate. Uh, and there were a few versions of songs on this album that I liked more. I, think, I can't remember if I said that already, but um, Damn yeah. It was another one, really like, I really like Damn It in general, and the way they uh, performed it on the album was was tight. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, I could do without the Satan nonsense. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you like uh, your your Satan talk kept serious, is that? Yeah, I would prefer my Satan talk kept serious. You know, talking about Hellfire, and uh, I guess I can't really talk about sacrificing babies anymore, can I? <laughs> what? That's just not mine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be okay. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Scott Coates, what did you think? Yeah, um, I guess I thought I liked Blink-182. You know, <laughs> I haven't listened to one of their albums in a long time. I think I had Anima of the State. And I guess I just really know their hits. I think what I realized is I like Blink-182 for about 20 minutes because I just find, I mean, I'll give them this, they're full-on classic punk band, right? It's it's. it's short songs, pretty fast, silly topics. After about 20 minutes of it, though, it just kind of sounds the same to me. So outside of the core hits, which you guys have sort of already mentioned, you know, Dumpweed, all the small things, what's my age again? I really just was like, did I hear this song already? Or like, it just sounded too much alike. And I guess I don't know their songs enough to know how different the versions in the concert were, but I didn't really find they were much different than the album. And then I'll go back to, you know, the kind of the skits or the things they were saying. Like, I think on an album, we've commented on rap albums before, how the skits on rap albums, like, 
funny once, but like every time you listen to the album, do you want to listen to, you know, the same little skit? And and these jokes were just kind of so immature and lame. Like it was like being in high school, right? Which I realize is their shtick. But I mean, you know, how many times can you hear guys boobies. their dick or boobies or their <laughs> STD or having sex with their sister or whatever it is, right? You're just kind of like, all right, this is just kind of dumb and it's not even really funny once, let alone, you know, every time I listen to the album. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe, yeah, more than 20 minutes of Blink-182, again, just sounds repetitive. And the skits were just dumb. And I think even though it's kind of their shtick, it was, it was just sort of dumb. Like, I'm not sure who would think that's really funny beyond a, a high school kid. Really. Yeah, there's that generational gap thing Scott was hmm. talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you kind of got to be drunk and in the audience and in love with yeah. Travis, and, I guess. And 14. Yeah. And a group, yeah. yeah. But the yeah. music's good. They sound solid. And all yeah. that. I just, I actually don't really like probably more than, you know, I was going to say one side of a Blinket 182 album, but there's no records anymore. But <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes is about enough of them. And like, I you probably won't go back to because of the skits. You take out the eight best songs and then maybe just put in a couple of the jokes that weren't too bad in between. It would probably be a, m- a more solid album. Like it's a, true. I get they just left it that way, uh, but yeah. And I mean, this I guess was supposed to be just like a limited release thing. They never thought it would get pretty big, but it did. Yeah. It so sold one hundred and ten thousand copies in its first year or something. Like, and I'm sure a lot more since then. Yeah. yeah, and I, I play devil's advocate a bit. Like they were they were still young as far as bands go when this was recorded, right? So they, yeah. I mean, if you've listened to subsequent recordings, you can hear the maturity. You know. They they do grow up and uh, and their music reflects it. But this is definitely uh, a moment in time that's been captured. So yeah, and it's really early into their their first big tour and the energy that comes off of that stuff, right? Like I, I like that they cut all of that additional banter and put it at the end because if all of that would have been seeded into the middle of the album, I think that would have really. Uh, like dropped it major points for me. Yeah, you know it'd be like a like an eight minute tragically hip monologue in the middle. Only it's like yeah. Blink One Eighty Two talking about math class or something. So, but at least so I feel that there. Was gonna say or like what? Ride a blue whale, sure man. It's like, what? Go. Like, Where'd we yeah, go? Um, How do we get here? Yeah, I, well, I'll get high with you, Gord Downing. But this, <laughs> is, but, I can't know. go where you're going, Gord. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought the playing and the singing was really tight, too. I think it sounds really good that it's got great production value on it, uh, that it was obviously, you know, prepared for well. They didn't just uh, slap some live audio recordings together and throw it out. It, it was well done. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the country song in particular just because I don't know why, but it made me think back of the Violent Femmes with their country death song. And maybe it's because my mom worked in a radio station doing the country music side of things. But whenever someone makes fun of country music, it just really makes me happy. And so to (laughs) to have that done on an album makes me twice as happy for some reason. Okay, here's here's a good uh, here's a good one. I heard about country music today. Then it's barnyard emo. Barnyard emo. (laughs) Ooh, there's a whole new genre forming here. Barnyard emo. Sing about. Dogs running away and the wife leaving you and your truck not starting. And, bum, bum. And Got a beer dog. in my truck. And damn, you look good in them jeans. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with Scott where sometimes it did feel repetitive. Uh, 
I mean, they, they only know like five chords and, and they really let you know that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, like Scott yeah. said, it is, you realize when you listen to that much back to back, it is very repetitive, which I mean, ACDC, like, you know, yeah, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's exactly what you said. If you just have too much of it at one time, but if I would have been at the concert, just like jumping in the mosh pit and out and stuff like that, I probably wouldn't have noticed that much. I'd just be waiting for my next chance to like kick someone in the head with my air boots. So, uh, yeah, I don't have too much more really to say. You guys really covered a lot of what I was going to say. Overall, I I, I really liked it. Uh, the banter kind of got to me a little bit, but I'm I think I'm closer to Alan in in maturity when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it, it has a shelf life at that point. Like it's not something I could listen to over and over and over again. So. Uh, I'll open the scoring. Uh, Influence Blink-182 for me was was fairly influential in the moment. Uh, Would I recommend it to others? I think so, for the reasons that I was saying before, that uh, I wanted a live album that could be really aggressive. Uh, You get the energy out of it. You get that audience interaction, participation, and, and that takes you back to a time. And I think that did all those things for me production level was good so i'm still i'm going to give it a four it loses some of the points because uh of some of the the banter and some of the monotony in the you know the song selection but overall i think it's still a solid four for me uh what about you darren just go back through the order i guess sure sure you know i i think for an influence i mean i i do like uh blink 182 i i think um I'd give it a 3.5 uh, and the influence recommend, you know, like I said, I think if you could extract the eight best songs, put maybe a little banter in there, it would have been way better. But I, I got to give this one a two. I think oh. it's better listening to the, uh, the, early, the three earlier albums that they drew from. Uh, and overall, it's kind of working at like a three for me. It just, it just didn't do it for me. Like I said, I, I've never gone into a review uh, I either maybe I've reviewed a band I didn't know much about and didn't like them, but this is the first time I'm like I like a band, and then I came out I'm like oh maybe I don't like this much. Of so do you, you think know? you dodged a bullet by never going to a Blink concert? Yeah, probably. No, yeah, I like all concerts. But yeah. <laughs> Ale, DP. Right on. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna echo Derek Darren's sentiment a little bit. Um, I like Blink 182. This like the band themselves influenced my taste but uh this album not so much and again it's it's just too much of that juvenile banter and not enough of you know a different take on their music so uh and that's kind of the weakness i think in this one so i'm going to give it a a three Hmm. yeah yeah i'm gonna have to have to be pretty low like darren i don't really see any reason to listen to this album instead of just one of their other albums because I don't, again, I think one of their albums is enough uh, length. It sounds just, the tracks sound just as good on the album and there's just not the banter. So I'll give the album a two because uh, I, I just don't think I could really recommend it to anyone. I also remember why I didn't really get into Blink 82 that deep is that I think I went the Green Day route. I, I, oh, no. The Green Day is much more mainstream and not as punk as these guys, but they're around the same time, and I definitely yeah. 
Green, oh, okay. Green Day Smoke Morning, yeah. so I kind of went that direction. So Influence My Taste, I don't know, I'll give it a, a three. Um, oh, 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 yeah, I'll give the album a, a two. Over Influence My Taste, maybe a three. Um, but yeah, I would just say if you're interested in Blink-182, listen to one of the full albums. Hmm. That's yeah, fair. Totally. Totally. Story, Scott. Oh, that's okay. I don't get any residuals off of it or anything like that. So, <laughs> so now. I'm good. Not yet, <laughs> but I got to talk to them. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> They're gonna hear this review and they'll be like, "Who are these guys?" Yeah, you suck, Dick. Blink I fucked your mom. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, sex with your sister, Blink One Eighty Two. All right. Well, we we heard the verdict. Don't <laughs> listen to this album, uh, which I sorry guess is a, <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry to put you through a month uh, of hell, literally having to listen to Satan on the uh, on the tracks there. So, uh, what do we have next month? I think we're to think. Are we going to announce a, uh, anything yeah, special well, about that? Or? Yeah, but we're, we're going to change it up. We're not going not going to do a typical review. We probably will return to that format, but. Uh, let's let's mix it up. Uh, we're batting ideas around, but we're going to change it up and have a, a cool concept and uh, have that announced. Uh, I guess, but at the same time, we're doing this. So for us, it's a few days away, but for you in Sonic Collective Land, they will be posted the same time. So hopefully, you listen to this first and then went to the other one. Yeah, or else you ruin the surprise for yourself. Yeah, yep. Don't Boobies. do that. Boobies! A whole lot of fucking, we're all going to get laid. This song's about my herpes, it's called Don't Leave Me. Don't